America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Varies by location. While supplies... Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. The water shoots up, and then it looks like he's slobbering uh, down into the lake, and that's the story behind it. It's really kind of cool. Science says don't get on the hogs. But that's something for the critics to talk about. Y'all can't even ask a question. Look at this. The first time ever. Wow. I mean, I was ready for the question. I don't think y'all were, though. I got a text from Quavo. Wait, a lot of people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is. You notice I noticed that World Peace got waived from the Lakers. He still got 7.7 million. Did y'all read that? Such a, that's, and he's going to sound with the Knicks for probably another seven. Pretty good deal for World Peace. SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. John Neighbors in Nashville at SEC Media Days, Arkansas. We heard plenty from the players there today and Coach Sam Pittman, along with some other teams that are going to be coming up soon. Right now, we welcome Pat Bradley. Welcome PB into the show, courtesy of Motorsports Authority. What's up, PB? Freaky Joe, what's going on? What's up, Johnny Neighbors? <laughs> John stepped away for a minute. Johnny! Johnny! Let's go! I wanted to ask him about uh, about the sights and the sounds and the scenes at the uh, SEC Media Day. Is it that what he's there for? Come on! Yeah, yeah. And uh, something is going on right now, so we'll, we'll hear okay. back from John around 2.30 or so. If you want to hang around. If you want to talk to him there. excitement. Man, uh, Freaky it's um it's a it's a lot of fun the media day because you you know whatever whatever sport it is just because you don't you don't see people for months uh, after the season ends you know and that could be obviously the coaches the players but also just other personnel or people that you know um so it's a fun time to really catch up with a lot of people uh, so it's. I'm sure the boys are having a good time down there. Baz and heard Randy. Randy, he must have. He must have really tied one on last night because he had like a pinched nerve in his neck. Or something like that. <laughs> we about the morning. Man, he's been working wild. hard though, because like, of course he does four to seven DTS every day. But yeah. I think it was yesterday he did six to ten. He did the entire yeah. show. Freak. He's a he's an he's a machine. He's a machine. I mean, the guy is. Uh, there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't tackle, and um, and believe me, I tried um, a couple of times. You know, he guy can scrap, but that's why he's the legend, Randy Rainwater. Oh, we've and, had some of those nights before. Um, I can remember Arkansas, Texas A&M in Arlington, rolling in right before the morning show, and kind of sitting in with the morning show before doing the zone. So we've had oh, some yeah. times like that in the past, and. That's what those trips are for sometimes, to have some fun and then be able to, to intermingle with some of the other shows. So I was listening to uh, Morning Mayhem, or as Double R calls it, Morning Madness, and they had Greg Sankey on. Really good, really good job. with uh, Baz, Roger, I think Trace Shat might have been. No, Justin Moore was on with them too, on location. That would have been, uh, they got to get Jay Moore to uh sec so sec media days don't know if that's happening anytime soon he, i know i know this is sort of like his chilling time isn't it a, a bit of that but he's still touring he you know the tour goes on year round 
But I think even for, I just think it would be, because he's obviously well-known by SEC by the SEC network and the SEC fans and their footprint. I think it would probably be pretty fun and entertaining for some of those coaches. Uh, he'll probably listen to his music and a lot of other people for him to, to show up doing the morning show <laughs> one day. <laughs> That, that'd be a lot of fun. And they'll have better luck getting Justin Moore there next year when it moves to Dallas. But anytime it's in Nashville, good luck getting him there because he's, he's not trying to go to Nashville. He was there, right? He was, he was living there, wasn't he? he was li- yeah, that, and that's what it is. He lived there for so many years, over 10 years. And uh, I think, you know, he's done with Nashville for now. Yeah, all Nashville. Though. And uh, I'm sure now, from what I understand, it's, you know, I only go to Nashville basically for the SEC basketball tournament, which is packed anyway. Um, but, yeah, from what I understand, it's it's kind of like that year-round now. Yeah, it's really busy with all the construction there, and they're, they're only adding fuel to everything that's already going on. So they want to be able to accommodate everybody that's coming through, and that's understandable because that's bringing more revenue into the city. Yeah, and, and speaking of construction, I saw a picture on Twitter – today somebody took it and posted i forget the guy's name crane uh he has a good radio show uh vanderbilt's football stadium is looks like completely under construction right now really like oh yeah there's like you know like big machines in the middle of the field i don't even think the turf's down and so I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they'll be ready for opening day or whenever they they kick off this season. Well, think about what they have going on. Mentioning Vandy, there they're doing renovations at their stadium. The Titans are getting artificial turf, which they've had grass all this time, and then the Titans are getting a new stadium within the next few years. So, stadium-wise, they have a lot going on. And they're getting DeAndre Hopkins too, right? Yes, they are. Yep, they beat beat the Patriots out to get DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I still it still blows my mind that ten years ago, or it might have been even been more than ten years ago, twelve, thirteen, whatever it was, we were watching Ryan Tannehill play wide receiver for Texas A and M in in uh, in <laughs> yep. against the Hogs, <laughs> and, and now he's the uh, quarterback for the Titans. Just great, great athlete, obviously, but. Those are the Mike Sherman days, Texas A&M. He's one of those these, guys that these, never gets enough credit either for being talented. Those are, oh, Tannehill? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. But those are the days, I think, when we beat A&M, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Bobby P. days. Yeah, those were good times there. Yeah, those were some, some, uh, the early days of the Southwest Classic um, when we would go out there. And, you know, th- those were the days when it was it was new and... Everybody went. <laughs> Speaking of that, PB, um, just like two years ago when Arkansas swept the trophy games and they won Texas A&M, LSU, Missouri, and, of course, they won the bowl game that year, um, did you know that that game had a trophy prior to that? Which one? The, the, the classic? The, yeah. The, the classic? I guess I, I didn't realize they had an actual trophy. No, no. So that was kind of when it got put on the map that every year, Arkansas, Texas A&M, they're playing for a trophy. Okay. Well, and it's a nice-looking trophy, but uh, they never really talked about it before. Yeah, I do remember that when Coach Pitt lined up all the trophies, right, for one of, like, a promotional picture. Was it was it that year? That yes, yeah, that was the yeah, year because yeah. they had those three trophies, and then they had to um, put the, the bowl trophy. I think they had to CGI it in. Okay. Because they had already taken it with the the other three trophies, right, right. But they left a space for it, so they did it right. They they, they left left a space in case they won the bowl game, which they did, and then they put the bowl trophy in there also. Well, I thought Coach Pitt obviously did did a good job. He's a he's a pro at at stuff like this. Media Day, he knows exactly sort of what his you you you, you every coach will have a different personality and you I think what's smart for them is to lean into what it is that that their personality is what they're known for and coach Pitt you know understands um 
you know, the message that he's been given over the last few years, and I thought he did a good job at SEC Media Day kind of continuing with that message in his image, too. You know, he talked a lot about, um, you know, the pride of Arkansas, Arkansans, of how, uh, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, small town, and how, you know, I always, I've always said we need to play more regional games. So Texas, Oklahoma, border games, you got to play those games. Um but I thought he did a great job, and they do. That's the thing, too, freak. Is it's they get so many questions about football that I think when they get on the desk with the SEC now people, I think they do a good job of even in the big room. They do a good job of talking about a lot of other things because those guys aren't going to answer many X's and O's. <laughs> you know what the answer is? Well, we're still going through it. We don't know who our QB one or two or three is. I mean, I think really. I don't know how many teams know exactly who their QB1 is, but there was a lot of them who said, listen, yeah, it's still up for grabs, and obviously we know KJ is, is the man. Uh, he was getting a ton of love today, him and uh, Rocket. And you know that, especially with the coaches, they're trying to put their message out there and then get through those questions as quick as they can. If there's some kind of allotted time, they're trying to just get through right. it because – they do get tired of hearing some of those same questions over and over again. Well, you, so you had, obviously, you know, the question, Jimbo Fisher was, you know, who's going to call the plays, all those questions, and you had... He knew that was coming. He knew that was coming. And I w- actually, Billy Napier, I was listening to him, and he was asked the question of, are you going... Actually, Bob Holt asked him about... You know, there's a few coaches in the league who have given up the play calling duties as head coach. You're not. <laughs> How come? <laughs> you know? Oh and, man, what a great question! And Billy Napier was like, "Yeah, I know. I just..." Um... <laughs> and you know, when they say, "I respect the question," you know, they hate the question. Exactly. But uh, he just said, "Yeah, I just like to have my my fingerprints on everything." And it's funny. It's like so he's his second year at Florida, going into his second year. And I wonder how many, you know, because we've seen that in the past. And it's just so difficult running a program with that type of intensity and pressure. Um, I thought Jimbo actually did a good job of answering the question. I think the way he answers questions, people think he's sort of being like, um, you know, maybe avoiding it, but. He was like, listen, I'm going to be in the room. I hired Bobby Petrino for a reason. I, I, you know, I, I, that's what I love. I love offense, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to listen. I'm going to talk. But ultimately, um, you know, Bobby Petrino, of course Bobby Petrino is going to be calling the plays. I mean, they're going to probably talk about it leading up to it. But, um, you know, that's what Petrino is going to be locked in on the entire game. Like, you know, when, when when the defense is on the field, Jimbo Fisher is going to be watching the game. Petrino's going to be over there talking to the offense. So Hey, he would do that if he was a head coach. Right. He would have done the same <laughs> <Right>. thing. <laughs> right. But that's the thing about Jimbo Fisher is um, he knew that question was coming and it was going to be over and over. He had time to think, think through what he was going to say and how he was going to go about answering it for sure. Right, right. I didn't mind the way he answered it, actually. I thought... Like I said, he just talks so fast, and, you, and, and because he does talk so fast, you kind of you think he's trying to like uh, be, you know, n- not direct. But you know, I kind of understood what he was saying. And think about when it gets to that point where you're in that position. Because even thinking about Billy Napier and being asked the question, when it gets to that point where you're basically forced to bring somebody in, and yeah. you mentioned intensity. That's when intensity goes up because you know that you only have a, a short window, a small window to get it done. Right. And if you don't have some kind of improvement, the next move is for the head coach to be out. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And I didn't. So Hugh Freeze is coming in. Is he? Is he that type of guy? Or is he? I, I haven't actually. I was listening to a little bit of him yesterday, but I'm curious if he's that play caller type guy or if he's sort of going to allow the coordinators to, to do it. He, he is. He's that offensive type of guy that he wants to call the plays. But you can even compare it to Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Okay, yeah. so, of course, Ole Miss had an offensive coordinator that had plenty of success, and he's actually moved on to Oklahoma now. But 
at the end of the day, even though you knew that he was calling the plays, everybody was going to give all the credit to Lane Kiffin. And then if it didn't go well, Lane Kiffin was going to get all the blame for it not going a certain way. Right, right, exactly. Kind of like it, you know, Nick Saban's defense, um, where you know you're always he's he, he's just gravitated towards that, so it's always going to get the uh, you know his his overview. Of, uh, it, it's going to be known as that for sure. And that's why Coach Pittman he may be in a unique situation, being yeah. that he never was a coordinator, and so. Now he does let the coordinators work and, and do what they do best. And it probably has a lot to do with the fact that he wasn't an offensive coordinator. He was an offensive line coach. So even though as an offensive line coach you work closely with the offensive coordinator, coming from that position that he did, you allow the offensive coordinator to, to do what they do. Now you, of course, have certain inputs on anything that has to do with the football team. So from an offensive standpoint – being that offensive line guy, offensive lineman, what they like to do best is run the ball and run block. So there'll be times during the game where he may turn to the OC and say, let's focus on running here. Let's, let's really right. try to get that established during this series. But other than that, he's letting those guys do what they do best and call the plays. Yeah, and that was one of the big questions, right, was that he wasn't a coordinator and when was the the last time a non-coordinator got hired for a head coaching job? But yeah, he does have a unique <clears throat> perspective because he's worked with the offensive coordinators, you know, and it's kind of seen how they. And that's you know what he talked about with Dan Enos. He he actually called him today. I don't know if you saw it, but he called him. I think he said the best play caller that he's that he's ever worked with. Yes. Oh yeah. So he knows what to expect. Those guys are obviously. Um, you know, very familiar with each other, and so it's um, you know, it's it's you know, Dan Enos obviously is highly regarded. So we'll see what happens. I think the big question is going to be, um, K, you know, how much does KJ run versus how much does KJ pass? And he talked today about how he worked in the off season with uh, is it George Whitfield? The big guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that's a great quarterbacks coach to work with. And he they talked about the mechanics and his balance and throwing with his, le- you know, just just um, in decision making. So uh, I'm just curious, as we all know, when it gets down to those moments in games, we tend to revert back to what we what we know best and and what our habits previous habits were. So. Um, you know, I'm curious to see when that does happen. You know, if KJ is like, man, I'm just going to tuck it and run, which obviously puts him in a in a higher injury risk situation, or if sort of he has he has kind of learned to say, okay, I'm going to make this pass, and so that, those are going to be my question marks because with his size and and how we know he can run it, <laughs> and he knows he can do it. You know he knows he can get those extra yards. It'd be interesting to see if if he does that again this year. That's also an interesting dynamic. You mentioned working with George Whitfield because you work on mechanics with those personal QB coaches, and uh, and then you do some workouts that are incorporated with that. But it's always an interesting dynamic because you have that personal coach, but then you have right. the staff quarterback coach, and which in this case. Not only is Danny, you know, the offensive coordinator, but he is the quarterback's coach. And so for the player, you do wonder how much do they take from each one and really incorporate that into their game. It is. It's so, you know, we we had I actually had a a guy that was my my trainer um, since I was in like the eighth grade. Great dude. Um, And he came to Fayetteville a couple of times. You know, work me out, and and it is sort of a fine line. Um, how, but you know, it's it's. I think any good trainer that's not on the coaching staff has already coached, and if they don't understand that dynamic, um, I don't I don't know I don't think they'll last in the business that long. You know, if if nothing else, maybe even, you know, I'm sure, you know, George Whitfield has watched tape and sort of understands exactly. 
and is on the same page as what Danny knows and, and Coach Pitt want out of KJ. Hey, that's why um, Alex Guerrero, when you know, being TB12, Tom Brady's personal coach, when things were going great, he was right. Yeah, no. He was he was on the plane rides and everything, but. When they started to go downhill, it's like, hey, we really don't want this guy around anymore. Can you uh, can you just work with him outside of the building? Don't necessarily bring him in. That's how it goes. Right. Well, and 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 that's see, that's crossing the line because it got to a point where some some of the other players were not fulfilling their team workout duties and instead opting to go with Alex Guerrero, which obviously inflamed Coach. Bill Belichick, <laughs> but that would be the same thing. Would be like Coach uh, Coachino. So I'm going to work with my guy this weekend. I'm not going to come into Fayetteville. It'd be like, mm, that's a little, you know, that that's unless you get team approval, which I, I don't think ever happens on the college level. You know, you probably get some team, maybe some approval on the professional level. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, obviously the guy Whitfield knows knows what he's talking about. And it's not a secret with, with KJ, right? I mean, you want him to. I, I say, Pat, I don't know, how would you say it? You know, the opportunity with, and Coach Pitt talked about how in the in the red zone, um, just for him to make some better decisions and when to run and when to pass. Yeah, you want to make sure he stays protected. That's first and foremost, because you mentioned him running and understanding when to run or when to throw the ball away even. But, uh, yeah, that's the main thing with KJ. You want him to stay protected and stay out of those situations that he's possibly risking injury, and we saw that happen a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Well, Freak, you're the man, buddy. PB, thanks as always, man. We're always happy to have you every week, thanks to Motorsports Authority. Yes, sir. MSAstore.com. That's MSAstore.com. Pre-owned vehicles. They have some fantastic uh, accessories for your car, your truck. You can check them out online. That's msastore.com. Or go and see them. Hot Springs, Sherwood, Russellville, in Conway. msastore.com for Motorsports Authority. PB, enjoy the weekend coming up. I freak you too, brother. Thank you. More of Out of Bounds after this break. Stay tuned. Las Vegas and TV magician Jason Bird combines magic and clean comedy into one really good time Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. All at the Robinson Center Music Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. This is SportsCenter. It's Arkansas's turn at SEC Media Day. Sam Pittman spoke to the media this morning. When asked how he feels the defense will improve, this was his response. Oh, I think we're going to be better on the D-line, and I think that's going to help us. We're going to be able to play a four-man front. I think we'll be a little more aggressive. Uh, we've always been trying to get man-to-man cover corners, and I think between Snacks and Nudie and Day-Day and Braxton and, and some of those guys, I think we're going to have an opportunity to play a little bit more man, which will allow us to be a little more gr- aggressive and move that front. Stay tuned to the buzz for all your updates from SEC Media Days. We'll have sound from Sam Pittman, KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, Landon Jackson, and also sound from Alabama, Florida, and Kentucky's time on the stage. And the Arkansas Travelers fell to the Springfield Cardinals 7-3 last night. They'll play again tonight at 6-35. Coverage for that game will be on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebate, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at RedRiverDodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Life is better with football and with First Security. We have the resources and the know-how to tackle your needs, plus a local team you can count on. So you're making better plays because First Security is making better happen during this season and every season. What's your better? Get there with us. Stop by your local First Security banking center or visit us online at fsbank.com today. First Security, 
Bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs. AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados. Up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guatney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Your brother wants a shot at the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm walking tall. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I've been earning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. On 1037 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is, is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. MLB, combat sports, boxing, MMA, golf, tennis. Bet Saracen has you covered with all sports. Team Arkansas and TBT tomorrow. They take on Ram Up. Team Arkansas is favored by three and a half. The over under is 146 and a half. Women's World Cup. U.S. taking on Vietnam tomorrow. And there's a big line. There are a couple of matches that have really big lines. U.S. is minus 10,000. For a draw and for Vietnam to win, it's plus 2,500. Also, another big line, Spain taking on Costa Rica. Minus 10,000 for Spain to win. Plus 2,500 for a draw and plus 5,000 for Costa Rica to win. Just some of the lines there at Bet Saracen. So for the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the BetSaracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the BetSaracen app. Or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. It is out of bounds here on a wide open Wednesday as we are having some fun live from SEC Media Days. Uh, had Arkansas go today, so that's always entertaining. And I know we've talked about uh, some of the things that were said by Sam Pittman and the players, and I know we'll discuss that as the show goes on. But it's always about the guests here on Out of Bounds. we got a very special one who is actually making his, I believe, debut at SEC Media Days. It's our friend Eddie Radosevich of Sooner Scoop, Oklahoma, folks. That's Oklahoma, the newest member of the SEC. What's up, Eddie? John, how are we, man? This is, uh, yeah, this is the first time I've ever been to SEC Media Day, and uh, it is 
kind of lived up to the expectation. Yeah, so what was your expectation out of curiosity? <laughs> well, I didn't really know. I, you know, I figured that there was going to be a lot of uh, dignitaries here, and it's, uh, it's been pretty cool to run into a lot of uh, people that, you know, obviously we watch on television, and uh, starting to find out where uh, the SEC network is on the... Uh, on the uh, on the TV guide, so it's uh, it's 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 kind of weird because obviously Oklahoma still has another year in the Big Twelve, but uh, you know just being here, it, it kind of gets the juices flowing for what's to come. So give me a comparison to what this is like to Big Twelve Media Days. I've never been to that. Yeah, but what what is the comparison? I mean, honestly, it's about the same, just as far as uh, you know, as much interview as you want as much access as you want to uh, the players and coaches and uh, media members. Uh, the biggest difference I think that the Big 12 would have is they have there's a Jerry World. It's in the middle of the stadium, so you're walking up and down the basically from you know the 50 to the, the end zone and uh, getting uh, probably a lot more steps in at Big 12 Media Day than uh, than we are here at the SEC. But then again, I don't know if you add in all of the uh, the trips that I'm about to make down to Broadway. Oh yeah, over the next couple nights it uh, it'll be it'll probably be about the same. So since you are uh, going to be officially a part of this conference next. Next year, and it being in Dallas, yeah. how do you feel that? Because an Arkansas guy, I love it. Yeah. It's from where I live in Little Rock, sure. it's four and a half sure. hours away, and sure. you know everything. And Arkansas is not close to anything, yeah. so it's like it's nice. But people are like, oh man, they're just already they're already going and letting Texas in, and they're taking over everything. I kind of wish that it was going to be here again or somewhere somewhere closer to uh, the SEC footprint but at the same time I love going to Dallas I mean I think it's the same weekend as the Major League Baseball All-Star Game too which is I don't know I I would probably go check that out just to be a fan and uh, it'll be uh, it's going to be weird I mean I, I think that there are some things like I don't know I don't know if I can say this out loud but I think media day in general Talking about a football season that's going to happen in you know a couple months, it seems like uh, is always a little bit over over the top. But I guess I got to start accepting that, right? That's, that's part right. of the SEC brand. That's right. That's what we do here. We go over more. the top. Yeah, yeah, it just means yeah, yeah, yeah. more. Even reading the signs and everything, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get see you'll get, be able to be a part of the championship mm-hmm. banners and stuff that they sure. throw around and let everybody know. Hey, most championships of any conference. Yeah, yeah, it'll be all part of the hype and. Uh, with Oklahoma, of course, everyone talks about Texas. Yeah. Because yeah, it's Texas. But Oklahoma joining the SEC, I know we've discussed it many times as far as the feelings on it, but it's not this year, next season. Just how do you feel like that's going to go for Oklahoma, especially knowing what that schedule is sure. going to be in sure. its first yeah, year? Sure, it's a beast. It's a beast. Uh, I, I think that there was some excitement when the, uh, the schedule came out in the middle of June, and at the same time there was some, I don't know about trepidation, but there was some like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, it's a gauntlet. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think that that's probably the biggest thing that comes to mind first when you're talking about the SEC is, uh, you know, there, there, and I'm not, I guess I'm going to throw them under the bus, but there is no Kansas on the, right. the schedule. There is no Iowa State, even though you've had trouble with them here over the last couple of years. Uh, there is no Texas Tech, even though that it seems like Joey McGuire has that program moved in the right direction. Uh, you know, you look at the West even, and, you know, obviously LSU and Georgia, or I mean, uh, LSU and Alabama are going to be the top dogs, but you start talking about three through seven. And my God, you could make an argument for any of those teams to finish third. You could make the, any argument for any of those teams to finish seventh. So uh, this is a pivotal year for Brent Venables to build some momentum going into 2024, uh, kind of get that bad taste of what that first season was out of your mouth, having the five of the seven losses by one possession, uh, losing four of the last five games on the final possession yeah. of the game. Uh, there were, Oklahoma lost in ways last year that people just weren't used to, and it did not go well. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of uh, dig themselves out of the hole that they've dug in the first year of Brent Venables. And, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of confidence in what Brent's trying to do. He had a lot to uh, kind of rechange and reform from what Lincoln left him, uh, depth-wise, defensively especially. I think it's been talked about, uh, you know, time and time again as far as how bad Oklahoma's been defensively. And they, they were able to get away with it when they had Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield or Jalen Hurts because they could go score with anybody in the country. And uh, last year they just weren't able to do that. So it was kind of coming, I think, yeah. and it finally bit them. And, you know, bad for Brent that it had to happen in his first year. Now, we know that you guys are going to play Texas over at Oklahoma every year. Oh, yeah. right? That's a thing. It's a rivalry. I still will call it the shootout. I don't care yeah. if anyone says it. it's still the Red Rival right. shootout. Right. But 
that's going to happen. Is there a particular team besides Texas, though, that's in the SEC that you think would be a great permanent team to play each and every year? No, I mean, Arkansas is probably the first to come to mind just because it's so close. I mean, you go up to Tulsa and, you know, OU and Arkansas have played up at BOK a couple times here over the last couple years in basketball. One of the best atmospheres for college basketball in the middle of November that you could possibly ask for. Uh, It would just, it would make a lot of sense. Uh, I, I understand that, you know, with the way that they're going to do the, you know, the scheduling and stuff, maybe it doesn't work out. Um, you know, LSU is always kind of interesting. But then again, how's that pull away from Arkansas? How's that pull away from uh, what I think a lot of hope, people hope is uh, the Texas rivalry with them? So I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's going to be so much different. I think there's going to be such a feel-out process in those first couple years that uh, I think it's going to be exciting regardless of who they're playing. Hell, put Vanderbilt on the schedule and you're still getting a trip into Nashville out of it. Yeah, there could, there could be a lot worse places. He's doing a really good job down there as well. Yeah, well, and you mentioned Arkansas. That, to me, like, I know that with Oklahoma, you know, the Oklahoma State thing, which we'll talk about in a second, but there, there's some places that they're in proximity-wise close to. Fayetteville is not close to anything in the SEC. <laughs> yeah. Like, even when Missouri joined the conference, it's still a six-hour drive, sure. you know, and it's a terrible drive. Sure. Same thing with Oxford. So they just haven't been close to anything. But now that Oklahoma's joined, I would love, if it's not permanent, I get it, but just to make that consistent. Cause yeah. I think that's the thing that Arkansas fans would love to have, regardless of the team itself, but just a team that where, hey, we can make a day trip for a 3 p.m. kickoff and be home at a reasonable hour sure. all in the same day. And there's so many people that, uh, you know, go to Tulsa high schools that end up going to school in Fayetteville. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's closer. I think Fayetteville's actually closer to Tulsa than Norman is. So it makes a lot of sense in, in that regard. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of uh, Arkansas fans in Oklahoma. And uh, it would just be, it almost seems like it would be seamless. Yeah. I, I hope they uh, get to play each other. I know they will and obviously... Uh, all the other sports, but would be awesome if they could do football. But speaking of the Oklahoma State Bedlam deal, I think Mike Gundy, he's very opinionated. Yeah. He made his uh, opinion known. Yeah, he's, he's great for things like yeah, yeah, yeah. media days. Absolutely. But uh, do you wish that that Bedlam would continue on? Yeah, obviously. I, I think that there's something that goes into uh, college athletics, the pageantry of it, that you know, it, there's something about working with the Oklahoma State fan or having a best buddy that went to Oklahoma State or having a neighbor that is a big OSU fan. And to lose that is sad. I mean, I, I think it is a little sad in in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about Oklahoma making the move to the SEC. Uh, and obviously there were some hurt feelings up right. there in Stillwater about how everything went down. But at the same time, it's like if the roles were reversed, uh, you know, Oklahoma fans would be just as pissed at Oklahoma State right. if they did that. So, uh, you know, I understand the business side of it, but it is sad to lose the Bedlam rivalry because it is, uh, you know, it's it's been such a big thing in Oklahoma in the state lines that uh, it's sad to lose that. And I think that, you know, just having the, the ability to, you know, text your buddy or be in a big text group with buddies that half row you, half row SU. It's just, it's, it's, that's the fun part of college athletics. And I think that that's one of the things that you kind of fall in love with when you start covering it or when you start getting into it. We have just about a minute left, so we can uh, end on this one. And, and speaking of with Oklahoma, what do they do this year? Like, what, what do they need to do for people to feel good about Brent Venables in win the future? Or, win nine or ten games. I mean, yeah, I, okay. I think I think getting over the hump and, and winning games that they lost a year ago, obviously making improvements defensively, uh, it's a pivotal year for him. And I think especially going into the SEC in a year, you have to have some type of momentum going in. And uh, you know the schedule is very very favorable on paper. If they can just do what I think a lot of people think that they're going to be able to do, they should get to that 8 or 9, 10 win total. And, uh, you know, if you do that, you're probably playing somebody like Texas back in uh, hmm. Jerry World at the end of the year for the Big 12 Championship. And I think that OU and Texas fans especially would love for that to be kind of the send-off. That's well, the way that thing needs to end. It will be a great time no matter what. Eddie Radosevich of Sooner Scoop. You can follow him on Twitter at Eddie underscore Rado. Is it Rado? Rado? Whatever. That's all the same. But, hey, man. We love you. We appreciate Absolutely. you, man. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy your you. first media day. I am. All right. Appreciate it. we got more Out of Bounds coming up on Wide Open Wednesday. Stay with us. 
Join Drive Time Sports each weekday for the Trey Biddy Report, brought to you by Asher Recker and Recovery. Find out the latest on the Razorback recruits and all the D1 prospects in the state each weekday. It's the Trey Biddy Report on Drive Time Sports, presented by Asher Recker and Recovery. What's up, y'all? Clint Sterner here. Look, when it comes to health, there are numbers every man simply needs to know, including our testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick. They make it easy to get your levels checked. And... It's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive, and can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. What brings you down the Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy on Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a buy out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on shark week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. The Women's All-Pro Golf Tour is coming to Centennial Valley Country Club in Conway, July 18th through the 22nd, and 103.7 The Buzz will be there. Join Out of Bounds Thursday and Morning Mayhem Friday. Go to WAPT.golf for more. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. said, we as a society have not learned to disagree without being violently disagreeable. On July the 2nd, a mass shooting in Baltimore left two dead and 28 injured. And for what? Did that solve any problems? Did it make anything better? Maybe one day we'll be sick and tired enough to not tolerate this evil anymore. Maybe one day we'll quit thinking that just offering condolences is enough. Maybe one day people will quit making excuses and covering for the perpetrators. Maybe one day we'll realize that being violently disagreeable is not the answer. Come by Doublebees where you'll always be welcomed and greeted with a welcome to Doublebees. Arkansas matters to us because we are Arkansans. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. What's up, everyone? It's Christian Weaver from The Zone. Thursday, it'll be another loaded show. We'll have Dr. Lawrence O'Malley to talk about all the latest in sports injuries and give listeners advice. Richard Davenport will give us the news in recruiting. Then in the second hour, Warriors wing and former Razorback Moses Moody will join us in the studio to talk about his upcoming basketball camp on Saturday. Mayor Frank Scott Jr. will also come on in the second hour. Then in the final hour, Chris Alley will join us for the Rock and Roll Sushi Average Guy Movie Review. It's all that and much more Thursday in The Zone. Or sports entertainment. Come crashing together. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trying to reach the green from here, shooter? That's not possible, sir. I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, moron, good for Happy Gilmore, oh my God! On 103.7 The Buzz. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Out of Bounds, live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. Appreciate 
everybody listening in this afternoon. I appreciate Eddie Radosovich joining us in the previous segment, talking a little Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, I, we've got some uh, people that have been tweeting at us, Joe, with our, our interview with Eddie and discussing just uh, the proximity of Arkansas and Oklahoma. And uh, this one actually comes from Kyle. He says, I would love Arkansas and Oklahoma to play each other each and every year in football. It only makes the most sense because you have two teams that have a lot of history and a lot of pageantry and a fan base that could grow to hate each other. Now, that would have to replace Texas because most people want to play Texas every year. Yeah. Uh, it's not. They're not going to play Oklahoma every year. Uh, in football, it's like you get one or the other. No, nobody gets both Texas and Oklahoma to play every year. But uh, hopefully, it's a game that happens fairly often. And with the schedule, especially with the go to nine games, uh, the rotations will definitely be there a, a lot more often. So uh, we could at least be hopeful for that. Maybe that's the way it'll play out. Maybe that's the way it'll go. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I've never I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been to Norman, Oklahoma. I've been to Oklahoma City. I've uh, never been to the campus. Never uh, seen any athletic events there, but I don't I don't know what, what it's like. Uh, I'm sure it's just like another common big time college town with a, a lot of students and a lot of great places to go and hang out and a lot of uh, other things going on. But it'd be something fun to to go and check out and to do and to uh, hopefully uh, have a great football, basketball, baseball, whatever games are going on. That'd be that'd be great. But. Uh, I guess we'll find out. We have a few things that we'll dive into in the third hour, especially with Connor O'Gara joining us. But we know there's a lot of stuff going on in Razorback land, too. So let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, we know Arkansas had a chance to meet with some of the media today, Sam Pittman being one of those who a lot of people were interested in hearing from. And here's a few things that he had to say. Like, for instance, playing LSU early in the season, quite a different change of pace for the Razorback football team. You know, obviously, early in the year, um, your, your true team shows up at the end of the year. You know, I mean who you have injury-wise, what your depth has looked like, and all those type things. Uh, I think the fact that it's our first SEC game, I think that will uh, um, be valuable to us and them, obviously. But uh, I don't know that it will change a whole lot more than that. But I I do uh, appreciate the fact that that will be our our first SEC uh, contest. Yes, hopefully uh, Sam Pittman and any Razorback fans going down there dress appropriately because it is going to be swampy down in Baton Rouge. But it should be a great game, hopefully, for Arkansas kicking off against LSU on the road. But we know with what Sam Pittman is trying to build out of the transfer portal, we know about K.J. Jefferson and some of the great players that uh, has been on the team. But what about some of these freshmen? Can he get some contributions out of these guys in year one? I don't know a lot, Trey, about the kids that came in, you know, in late May. That's, you know, you see them and they're running around and you see you got good athletes, whatever. Uh, but the guys that were in here in the, in, in spring, you know, you look at a uh, Jalen Braxton, who I think is going to be a really good player for. T.J. Metcalf is another guy that kind of stands out in there. I like the linebacker group, those freshman linebackers. Uh, I think all of them. Uh, Sanford wasn't here, but uh, uh, obviously the other guys were. And then uh, Luke has is uh, he probably would be the first guy if I had time to think about it. That yeah, he's he's special. He's different. And uh, uh, but those are the guys that would pop off of my uh, brain right just off the quick question. 
It's not always a bad thing to have freshmen be able to contribute, especially if they're highly talented. So it'll be interesting to see which one of those players ends up being difference makers on the Razorback football team in year one. But one thing that they have to have be a difference this season if they want to have that success, winning these close games. Because Arkansas has been in a lot of them under Sam Pittman. Very seldom have there ever been blowouts by the Razorbacks. they got to figure out a way to change that up. And Sam Pittman is doing all he can to figure out how to fix it. Well, I think the first thing you have to uh, admit you have a problem. You know, you have to find the problem, uh, what it is. A lot of times you just look in a mirror and you've found it, you know, and, and how are you going to fix it? Uh, I think the blame game is a, is, is terrible, you know. Uh, blaming this guy, that guy, this guy, you got to look in the mirror and you got to go fix it. It's my job to fix it. Um, we worked on that a lot this spring. We worked on third and short both sides. We worked on goal line both sides. Uh, we worked on situation football. We worked on third down going for fourth down so I'll be more comfortable and those are talking you're talking about if we make one will it be a difference in three points well if it is then uh, you know we would have won four more games so all those things we're looking internally some things that we do schematics but we've got to get back to physical tough uh, football and uh, I think we lost a game or two because we got out physical last year And finally, Sam Pittman talked about media days this year and what it means to him and what's his mentality heading into an event like SEC Media Days. Well, obviously, once you know what to expect, you know, it gets gets easier. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm still nervous about going in the big room. Um, um, I don't know why. I mean, you know, I interview all the time. But, I mean, they, they grade you and all that kind of stuff. You know, you don't want to be last. If I can get close to the bottom but not last, I'll be okay. Uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, coming on the plane, it's just an honor. You know, I'm the head coach at Arkansas. They're fly, flying us in a private plane. I'm around KJ and Rocket and, and Landon Jackson. And I'm the head coach at Arkansas. It's, uh, it's a really, really uh, neat deal. And uh, I'm very honored to be a part of y'all's day, media day. And it was really cool to hear from Sam Pittman as well as Landon Jackson, K.J. Jefferson, and Rocket Sanders. And we'll have some uh, more things and updates for you as the rest of the show goes on, especially uh, from what Sam Pittman had to say in the big room, the big main media stage. Had some pretty funny quotes, which Sam Pittman is many things, and he always has a sense of humor, especially uh, I saw his quote, uh, Joe, and talking about beer and and which beers that uh, he's been drinking. And also, uh, one of the things he mentioned was he talked about his be- uh, top three movies of all time, and the first movie he mentioned was Joe Dirt. I thought that was uh, pretty funny. That's the first one that popped into his mind. <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it a shows, great movie. Yeah, it shows that uh, he really likes comedy. Uh, I, I'm all for it. He said Joe Dirt, Forrest Gump, and Top Gun Maverick. I was like, well, not, not too bad of a list, Coach. Not too bad of a list. But... We'll talk more about all things at SEC Media Days on the other side of the break. We'll do the top of the hour update. Connor O'Gara, Saturday Down South, will join us. What does he think of Arkansas and Sam Pittman and their performance today at SEC Media Days? Have that and a lot more coming up next. Stay with us on Out of Bounds. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 